0: Of ordinary love. All the ordinary love. All the motions of ordinary love. In the bathroom, off the kitchen, leave the door ajar and a brand new dress. Let me watch. Put
1: your makeup on, let me in. Give me holy privileges. There's a dinner thing, Thanksgiving. Hello, comrades, and stories. welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Spectre. Today, I'm joined by two very special guests from the Young Communist League of Britain. Guys, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Um, Yeah, I'm Megan from the Glasgow branch of the Young Communist League. Uh, I'm a Roman's officer.
0: I am Hannah. I am a fairly new member of the uh, Glasgow Young Communist League as well.
1: Brilliant. Great to have you here today, guys. So yeah, I think we'll just get started right into it. You know, this episode's on commercial sexual exploitation, and it's a a topic I've always been keen to discuss, uh, mainly because there's so many educated people within the YCL who who know so much about it. So just to sort of get us started then, so what do you mean by commercial sexual exploitation and why should we as Marxists seek to end it in every single form that it takes?
2: So commercial sexual exploitation can take many forms. It can be things like um, obviously prostitution and stripping and all that sort of stuff Um, but also it can be things like you know paying for your rent with sex and um, like just being used and to create a profit through sexual manipulation. Um, I just
0: think um, as communists we really understand that like prostitution and sexual exploitation has been a tool. For the ruling class to use and access oppressed bodies uh, as they please as a way for their own self-gratification and we focus on the industry and the implications that it has on women as a whole as well as the individual sex worker.
1: Yeah those are some fantastic answers comrades. Uh, yeah I think you are absolutely right you know it, it takes on all forms it's usually only viewed through the the spectrum of uh, the porn industry but you know you can see it's a wide plethora uh, of issues i like what you're saying there as well hannah you know it's a tool that's used like many other things uh, in, in our societies and a capitalist society it's a tool uh, that's continuously used uh, and i know that's something we'll, we'll come on to to talk about later but yeah i think looking looking at today as well we're seeing that that push and uh, an increase in sexual exploitation and how it grows uh, especially uh, within the, the porn industry as a means of uh, so-called liberations but yeah moving on to that then you know, there's so many arguments uh, in favor of this so-called sex work, and these often tend to focus on the individual, uh, emphasizing that idea of female sexual empowerment, which you know is it's an utter, utterly ludicrous argument. So, how do we as Marxists respond to this?
2: And um, well, we say that prostitution and so-called sex work comes out of desperation and poverty where women can't afford to their food shelter they can't get a job whatever and it's a way that men carelessly fund this industry it's it's not a an empowering thing if the majority of women are doing it because they can't feed their children without
0: yeah I agree with Megan as well like it's just um Marxists cannot understand like the course of nature of it and it's only empowering Uh, under a system that objectifies and is predatory towards like young women and girls and sex work happens because of like an intersection between the oppressive nature of capitalism and the oppressive nature of the patriarchy. Women who enter this line of work are often uh, struggling for money, need a place to sleep or they need drugs and going through traumatic experiences like those financial hardships and instability can make someone more prone to people pleasing, shutting down completely, more prone to having mental health problems, which only makes them more vulnerable to violence and manipulation from predatory men and people.
2: And can I just say on the last point as well that the the argument, the liberal argument, is like based on a totally privileged viewpoint that sees sex work as like a, a hobby and not a primary source of income. It completely fails to analyse how women are making money in this way because women are viewed as objects.
1: Yeah, absolutely spot on, comrades. I mean, it's frightening to see this this idea being pushed on. Uh, so many young uh, women as well, especially in the likes of universities, where we're seeing a, a rise in these so-called sex worker toolkits. Uh, and it's utterly sickening to see these these companies, that the industry itself trying to latch on and uh, snuff out the the academic potential of young women, coercing them uh, into this idea of false liberation, uh, a very liberal notion uh, as it is through sex work or so-called sex work I should say. Uh, and it really really is damaging. yeah, like you says, that response, you know we have to be at the forefront of it, you know, challenging the the ideas and the the false the false notion of this idea of a liberating balance in life, because uh, even in the, the the sex industry and the, the casualization through the likes of OnlyFans, precarious situation, women are turned into these commodities and, you know, uh, they're putting a the market against each other through different types of fetishes and trends that are set there. And the women that go into this industry are, you know, th- th- it doesn't last. It's not like uh, any other form of stable employment, you know, it's reliant solely on their the looks, their physical shape uh, and everything else in between. So, yeah, I think it's absolutely vital that we respond to it in, you know, that Marxist frame of mind. Uh, which sort of brings us on to the, the next question then when we talk about, you know, how do we, re- how do we respond to it? It's not just within uh, the sex industry that where the victims uh, of it have seen and they the campaign against it. But why should those outside of the sex industry care about its full abolition?
0: It's not just the women who are selling the sex that is affected, like it's the commodification of these sex workers that encourages the objectification and commodification of all women. Like It reinforces the idea, like especially in porn, that women and young girls are objects that can be used as they please. Young men like on the internet, like constantly seeing like uh, girls posting about their only fans, like seeing people or uh, young girls as well, seeing people talk about like how only fans has gave them like so much money and like you know they're so liberated now, like it's just um, reinforcing this idea that if I don't enjoy like work, I can just you know like become a sex worker, like I can just sell my body when. You know, that's not, like, the message that we should be giving out. And it's just, like, it's totally overshadowing, like, all of these women that are putting their lives on the line every day um, because, like, they are trapped in this system and they can't find a way out because it's dangerous or, you know, they're going to find themselves on the street if they stop doing it.
2: It also horribly affects men as well and men should absolutely care about the sex industry because they are the force that props it up it's just unacceptable for people to say that they don't have to care about it because it doesn't involve them because it involves everyone and it involves relationships between everyone in society
1: yeah absolutely spot on again i mean uh, looking you know outside the industry even those who are unconsciously affected by it and that's uh, always relates to the the social attitudes uh, that are pushed on from this industry as a means to to cause these further class divisions between men and women as a whole Uh, it it adheres to the social attitudes of uh, men objectifying women uh, even those who aren't partaking in this sex industry to uh, almost coerce as well. Uh, others who who aren't part of it putting pressure on them, but commenting on their, their pictures on Instagram, saying you should make an OnlyFans as if it's like you say some some sort of hobby when it, it really isn't. And the industry in itself, you know, it's as, as trade unionist, you know, you can what what form can you take in the, the sex industry with a trade union? It's not possible uh, for that that bargaining against these these thugs that run the industry. Uh, and not to mention, you know, the, the underground network uh, of the sex industry and its illegal practices, uh, many people being sold off. That's a, a constant thing with uh, many young migrant women being taken advantage of. And it's frightening to see. So how can how can we sit by outside of this and watch this happen and pretend it's some sort of industry that we can't have a say in by viewing it as some sort of legitimate business? Uh, it's absolutely not the case. And I guess that sort of brings us on to this idea of what steps, uh, you know, we can take. So what steps can we take as communists to effect a positive change for trafficked and sexually exploited women?
0: I would say that the main thing that we can do as communists is support people in the sex industry and support these women in a non-shaming way and help them exit the industry in a safe way that's comfortable for them because... Although we all have our opinions and, you know, we feel quite strongly about supporting these women, it's ultimately what they want when they're exiting the industry that we need to take on board, you know, because they're the ones who are at the forefront of it and it's ultimately about supporting them. Um and you know we are doing a lot this winter. Um, you know the YCL Glasgow branch. We're doing a lot this winter to have some winter campaigns. And I think um, when we're doing that, we'll definitely be able to see about um supporting some sex workers in Glasgow um this winter and see what we can do to support
2: them. And yeah, there's there's also a need for us as communists, to educate the the working class on why this isn't acceptable and to stop the culture of objectifying women by showing men why it's not acceptable to purchase sex.
1: Yeah, spot on, comrades. Uh, I like your point as well, Hannah, about the, the approach and h- how to take this. And it's in an aggressive manner to those who are being exploited within the industry itself you know our grievances aren't with them as an individual it's with the industry and as a whole coming after so sex workers isn't going to solve anything it's only going to create a an even greater divide and as well as what you said megan as well you know we've we've really got to work hard to educate as well that's that's the fundamental for us as communists is education of future generations to to understand the, the exploitation that these women are facing within this so-called industry. Uh, it's absolutely frightening and it's great to hear that Glasgow branch has some exciting campaigns in the way and what, what I've heard in the, the sneak peeks is that there's that constant engagement with those uh, on the street, those suffering during this cost of living crisis and many young women will no doubt be pressured towards the sex industry as their the rent goes up, bills become too much, and they struggle to find stable and decent employment. Uh, so it's going to be, you know, interesting to see those stories and interesting to see how the YCL can can aid these people. Going on to the, the campaigns, we talked about also the, the campaigns that Glasgow branches get coming from the winter. I've also been told of uh, 16 days of activism planned by the YCL. Uh, so what are the YCL's plans for this? And can you elaborate and explain what these actions will take?
2: yeah, so on the twenty sixth of November, the sixteen days of action against violence against women and girls will start, and we have a women's conference planned on the twenty sixth so there will be a lot of great discussion. We'll hopefully develop a lot of our ideas and think of strategies for stopping this like horrible industry and helping women uh, escape it so we have lots of plans we have a social media campaign that we'll be having throughout the 16 days we'll have a women's stall that'll be running we'll be collecting for women's aid as well so yeah this this is going to be a a huge period of action for us so yeah i'm really looking forward to it
0: yeah i'm really looking forward to the 16 days um you know we've got a lot of social media posts in there we're going to be talking about some amazing um women communists um on social media and the stalls um you know we're going to have some good t-shirts getting sold that people can buy um and hopefully people can stop by and we'll have some good discussions and um hand out some of the leaflets that we've been um designing as well because uh that's been pretty good it's been good fun organizing it and i think um it'll be quite successful you know once we're Um, implementing
1: it. Yeah that sounds fantastic comrades I mean this is truly what uh, separates the YCL from any other communist youth organization uh, here in Britain is you know the activity you know it's not just a case of you standing about and selling papers or pamphlets and uh, and the hopes that people read to read them but you're actually out there practicing what you preach, uh, supporting women, uh, running various stalls and activities and support of these women as well So it's fantastic Fantastic to hear that And yeah Megan The Women's Conference Sounds really really good uh, Down in London So I'm personally Looking forward to to Hearing the events of that As well as Everything that's going to be Happening uh, in Glasgow as well Along with the social media posts Like you mentioned uh, Hannah there's uh, Going to be various posts And uh, statements on Some of the Very active And very important Female figures Who have led that struggle For the women's emancipation So it's going to be Really fantastic I'm personally looking uh, very much forward to it and you know I think this is something that uh, has to be highlighted throughout our movement certainly having women leading this and I think that's what's really 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 good about this as well it's women who have led the proposals for this campaign you both seem very excited about it which is fantastic so I'm, I'm personally looking forward to everything that's going to come our way so, so yeah just to round it off then guys just to see if you've got any other final talking points you want to discuss and uh, whereabouts can we find the YCL on social media, so folk can keep up to date with uh, the 16 days of activism.
2: I'll just say on the 6th of November, uh, there will be a Comic-Cast episode on sexual exploitation as well, if you're interested in that.
0: Um, I'm not really sure, but um, it was just something that I thought of. David Harvey said that crises are essential to the reproduction of capitalism. And I just think it's really important to remember that while we're in these economic crises, like we're in the now, you know, the so-called cost of living crisis, which we know as the cost of capitalism, it's important to remember that prostitutes and sex workers will feel the repercussions of this too, not just financially and economically, but through higher amounts of violence and coercion in their work. Um, and I just think, you know, we shouldn't be telling young women that they should be turning to this as a form of work or even a hobby for these middle class um, women that are turning to sex work as well, that it's it's a highly dangerous form of work. And um, you know, when we're all feeling This struggle through the cost of capitalism that prostitutes are really, you know, facing the brunt of that. On uh, Twitter, we are YCL Glasgow, and um, a lot of the 16 days of activism stuff will be getting posted there. And for the women's for the women's conference, um, it's YCL Britain on Twitter. I think that will be getting posted there, and for the Instagram. It's YCL Britain and uh, Glasgow YCL is the Glasgow branch's Instagram, uh, which the 16 Days of Activism stuff will be getting posted there as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely fantastic, comrades. Uh, Again, it's been been really great to have you. And as discussed, you know, this is some really hard-hitting stuff and... Uh, it's one of the topics that it gets attention, but sometimes the message we've you know discussed isn't the right one. Uh, user comes from that idea of a liberal liberation. Uh, and it's great to see that the YCL even even in Glasgow branch are uh, at the forefront uh, in tackling this and you know really putting women first. Uh, because you know that old saying, "Women hold up half the sky," <laughs> and it's absolutely true. Uh, and that's clearly evident from the past work and the continuing work. That women within the communist and socialist movement have done, but yeah, it's been really great to to have you guys, and I thanks thanks so much for for taking the time out uh, of all the planning and everything that's happening for this sixteen days to come on the show and talk. So, uh, I really look forward to hearing more about it, and I uh, hope you have a good few weeks of action.
2: No problem. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, comrades.
1: Thanks again, comrades, for tuning in to another episode of Spectre. It's been great to have two very active young Marxist feminists from the Young Communist League of Britain on to talk about this topic. When sex work is talked about in terms of its supposed positivity, the voices focused on are primarily those of white, well-off women from first world countries. These are very small percentages of women across the globe who are forced into prostitution, representing an incredibly narrow view of experiences, Often. These women have had the luxury of choosing this line of so-called work when the vast majority of women have been forced and coerced into it, either as a result of their material conditions or through sex trafficking. As we've discussed, the overrepresentation of comparably privileged women by liberal feminists ignores the stark reality of what so-called sex work really is creating this false sense of empowerment. They continuously prioritise these voices, ignoring the very real trauma that victims of sexual exploitation undergo, with rates of physical violence, rape and mental health conditions, such as PTSD among prostitutes, as a result of this work being staggeringly high. The association between so-called sex work and sex trafficking is criticised by pro-prostitution feminists as a willful distortion of the issue. They cry that they are two different things. However, sex trafficking is a lucrative industry which profits in 2016 being estimated at $99 billion. In England and Wales alone, sex trafficking is said to be taking place on an industrial scale and there is no way to know whether the actors in the pornography being watched or the escort that's being paid for sexual service is a so-called willing participant or not. In any other scenario where coercion has been used in order to get someone to perform sexual acts, people would rightfully be lining up to condemn it as rape or sexual assault. However, where money is used for this coercion, it seems that the attitudes change. As young communists, we see that this money makes no difference. This attitude should not be allowed to take hold. The only people benefiting from this will be the exploiters and those complicit in the continued exploitation from the traffickers to the pimps and to the viewers of pornography. It's vital that men stand side by side with their sister comrades in putting an absolute end to this industry. The role and activity of women within a revolutionary movement is absolutely vital and we cannot put their needs aside, not even for a second. We also discussed early in this episode, the sex worker toolkits, which was pushed forward by the Leicester University. And there's a very good challenge article written by the YCL's very own Phoebe Williams, which I'll link in the description. As Megan and Hannah mentioned earlier, be sure to follow the YCL Britain and Glasgow branches on social media to keep up to date on the 16 days of activism and the continued work towards women's emancipation within our revolutionary movement. Be sure to share this podcast as well to get the voices of women like Hannah and Megan out as far as possible. Comrades, it's vital that we understand that there is no true social revolution without the liberation of women. May our eyes never see and our feet never take us to such a society where half the people are held in silence and continuously exploited through labour and through sex.
0: Субтитры